What are you living for? And what are you working for? Many of you, you have a goal. And you endure because you're trying to buy a house or you're trying to get the kids through college or there's a vacation you're saving for and you're willing to work overtime and put up with a nasty boss and nasty co-workers. You're willing to go through traffic and go on four trains to go all the way to Los Angeles from Riverside because you're trying to live on a certain hill, a certain address. You want a certain lifestyle. You want to retire a certain way in a certain place. So you put up with a company for 20 or 30 years so you can get that 401k, that Roth IRA, that retirement. You endure so much. And the Bible says that Yeshua endured the cross for the prize set before him. Willing to go through it. Israel endured the desert for the promise of Kiani, the promised land. What are you willing to endure to get there, to get to Disney World, get to Paris, France? And many to get to the tourist spots here in Jerusalem. 14-hour flights. What are you willing to endure and go through because you have a promise set before you? And yet, those of us who say we believe in Mashiach, the Messiah, the Lord, that we are servants of Adonai, our Heavenly Father, you don't seem to be saving up or enduring anything for the prize. It's all about the here and the now, the temporal. But if you get a glimpse of what is in front of you, what women know is coming at the end of the nine months, that baby that they want, not the one that they aborted, that child, that son, that daughter, you're willing to go through that for the joy set before you. Yet, you fret yourself because of evildoers. Do we not? Are we fretting ourselves? I can't tell you enough. 98% of every Christian I know in California talks nothing but about Fox News and Donald Trump. Black Lives Matter. Politics consumes them. They can't wait to get to the end of an election. Yet, these things must happen. The world has to get darker, more evil. People have to die. They have to mock God, malign you, persecute you, prosecute you, and kill you. You've got to go through the war, the spiritual war. You're a bunker hill. You're battlefield. You're Gettysburg. Your Normandy, your D-Day, you got to go through it to beat back the spiritual Nazis that are about ready to destroy you. But not just that, but for the promise of the freedom set before you, not the glory of beating an enemy, but the joy of gaining a victory in a new land, a new promise. Is your mind set on the Father? Or is it just the title that your company gave you? The degree that the university gave you? Is that what you're suffering for, enduring for? Is that the prize? It's not. When you read 
about the holy altar to come. The holy altar of God in Jerusalem. When you read about that holy city that's descending, it's unimaginable, incomprehensible, unfathomable. It's beyond your wildest fantasy and nothing that you could ever imagine. Not in Dubai, not in Paris, not in Indonesia, not in Hong Kong. It is holy. What an amazing thing to envision. The streets like transparent glass. That's the goal. It is so pure. So free of impurities, it's literally transparent gold, crystal water, a foundation of amethyst and jasper, all kinds of precious stones, rubies. It glistens and shines beyond any diamond, not to mention the glory of God, a shimmering diamond, so high you can't see the top of it if you look up, so wide if you were to walk it, it would take months to get to the end of it, so deep that you can't find the bottom. Do you know what kind of city? Of course you don't. No one does. But if you look at the measurements in the scripture and you look at the sketches that the scripture encourages us even to do, to imagine it, to sketch it, get an idea, the glory set before you. Fret not yourself because of evildoers for the glory that is set before us is more than the pain that we have to endure. The new Yerushalayim, not like the old one. Don't be so caught up with the old city. Everybody go there, take a picture in front of the sign that says, I love JLM. Look at me. Hallelujah, this is my shop. Come, I give you good price. Map, old Jerusalem. Take a picture at the hotel. Well, you cannot take a picture outside of the Kotel of the New Yerushalayim, because it is just too massive. 2,400 kilometers, or 1,500 miles, in all directions. That is bigger than Australia. The square miles is about the size of the moon. It is deep. It is not surface level like a city on Earth. It is a cube. We cannot even imagine the physics of it. It's a new creation, new heavens, new earth, new laws of physics, new math, new science. Things that we cannot imagine, it's beyond the limits of the imagination that God has given us. You can't imagine it. You can go on YouTube and watch all these videos, but it's... no. If you can imagine it, it's not it. <laughs> And the reason is that the Creator did not allow us to imagine such marvelous things. Men say, you can do anything. 
Use your imagination. Okay, Walt Disney. Calm down. No. The scripture says cast down vain imaginations. I can be a superhero. Everybody's a superhero. Captain Marvel, Captain this, Captain Crunch. Everybody want to be a superhero. But you're not. There is only one that walks on water. Only one that comes back from the dead. Only one that has eternal life. Only one that spoke the world into existence. He said, let there be light and there was light. Only one. yod hey vav hey adonai the Creator, he is one. Hero Yasharel. Adonai is God. Adonai is one. We are not separate from him. It's a lie. We are all in him, with him. It's his spirit dwelling in you. The only question is, are you in him? Are you with him? Do you give him back what he's given you on loan? said, here, I'm giving you a nickel. But I'm going to want it back. Are you going to give it back? It's like Papa is playing catch with us. He throws you the ball, expecting it to come back to him. But you take it and run. <laughs> you take away the gift and run away. And you think you're going to go into his house? Why would he let you into his house when you haven't even gave him back the nickel he's given you? And you think he's going to give you access to the real treasures? The parable of the talent, right? The kingdom of God is his house where he dwells intimately with his creation, his humans, his souls, the minimis of him. We are created in his image and we will return to be in his likeness so that it will be his will that is done. Understand what I am telling you. In heaven, what you call heaven, it's not called heaven, but the afterlife, the good place, the heaven, the kingdom of heaven, it is where God's will is always done, which means it is not your will, but his, which means there is no free will. It is his will, period. Just him. He's in control. It's his show. And we are but puppets on a string. He runs everything. He is everything in us. Everything in everyone, as it says in 1 Corinthians 15. It is God who is everything in everyone. He's just playing with himself. It's, it's a puppet show. Like you see that the people do, right? Uh, Middle Ages, you, you set up the puppets and strings. The puppets, they just do whatever they are told to do. And that's it. And remember, when you go to Vegas <clears throat> and you see those magnificent resort hotels, the marvel of it, but somebody else owns it. You're entering someone else's house on their house rules. They tell you house rules. You play on their tables, house rules. You stay in their rooms, you pay the price, house rules. You're in someone else's house. Yeshua said in my father's house, in my father's house, not yours, there's many rooms, more than enough. And there are house rules like they have at your fraternity and your sorority. There are house rules, like they have at your HOA, your neighborhood, your apartment building. 
You go to Disneyland, but they have house rules. If you don't obey them, they kick you out. Father is allowed to have his house rules. And you obey those rules. You can only be so tall to get on this ride. You're going to be so wide to sit in that seat. You have to obey the house rules. But you do. You know why? Because you love Disneyland. So why would any of us? Why would we have a problem with father's house rules? We used to sing a song. My father's rich. My father's rich in houses and land. He holds the world. He holds the world in the palm of his hands. Rubies and diamonds, rubies and diamonds, silver and gold. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. Wherever I go. Are you? He goes, I go away. I will come back again to receive you unto myself. So don't worry about a trip to Jerusalem or Bethlehem. You ain't seen nothing yet. No one has. It's the coming Jerusalem. When we serve the Father, we all will see that Jerusalem. Yeah, dude. 
Should I? 